Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie, and I'm having a conversation here today with Benjamin Snow. He's the Director of Economic Health and Housing for the City of Greeley, and they're heavily involved with the industrial hemp. How you doing, Benjamin? I'm doing great. Happy to visit with you, Coach. Can you tell us a little bit of the background, the history? Because I know you go back into the 1800s about the City of Greeley, and Tell us a little bit about the history. Absolutely. Thank you for for that. So Greeley does date back um, over a century in our history. And when you think about the founding of Greeley, it does go back into the 1800s. And the the community is approaching its 150th anniversary this year. We're very proud of that. And we, from our very founding, have been a community that values and cherishes agriculture. In fact, when you look at the founding of the, of the community back in 1869, the whole premise of the community is that it would be this utopian agricultural community out west. And uh, Greeley was made famous by the uh, editor at the New York Tribune who had popularized the phrase, go west, young man. And so a lot wow. of people have heard that. It's been in a lot of popular culture, and many people don't know that that was tied to the founding and the history of Greeley, Colorado, which is really kind of a fun little piece of history that yeah. we enjoy. If you look at where we're located, it, it, is, it does become an interesting uh, water marvel or water story. We're situated at the confluence of two major rivers that go through northern Colorado. We have the South Platte and we have the Poudre River. Cache Poudre is its, is its French name. And the Poudre and Platte joined together, and the original city was founded just a little bit west of where that confluence of those two rivers was. And from that original founding, for the next two to three decades, there was quite the history of ditches that came into uh, popular engineering as a way to deliver water to this area for farming. And that's where the agricultural and farming roots of Greeley were born. From that original era, when you look at uh, water law throughout all of Colorado, there, there's more water attorneys, it is known, in downtown Denver than there are in the rest of the country because water law is really a big deal. It's an important part of our, our history and how water rights are, are given and who has senior rights over other users. In fact, back in the day, in the old wild west days water was were fighting words and it was such Uh a controversial topic at the time that then there started becoming case law that supported people who had senior water rights that were further up up the river and so that's another little fun piece of history in colorado that ties directly into the city of greeley and it also 
uh, helps people understand why Greeley has always had this long-term vision that joins together agriculture and water and also us being a very fast-growing area that makes sure we still cherish those virtues of, of making sure we've taken care of water and agriculture even while we're growing in an, ag in, in an urban part of the, of the state. What's the population of the city? So the latest estimates for the city of Greeley puts our population at just over 113,000 as of 2019. Okay. That makes us the 10th largest city in Colorado, but we're growing at such a fast pace, we're not going to keep that ranking for long. In the, in the um, upcoming years, we anticipate that we'll be climbing into the top six or seven in terms of size. So how, how many acres can you farm around uh, the city of Greeley? There are thousands of acres, and maybe it, this is an appropriate place to, to inject where Greeley is okay. situated relative to Weld County. Weld County is, is one of the largest counties geographically in the state. The state has 64 counties. Weld County has over 4,000 square miles, and the uh -huh. population of Weld County is about 314,000 people. Greeley acts as the county seat for Weld, and Greeley also acts as a bit of an economic hub for Weld County. But beyond being a hub for Weld County, there's a lot of other counties that are on what I would characterize as the northeastern part of Colorado, and Greeley acts as an economic hub for all, all of the population within those low-density counties as well. What is the main crop there uh, excluding hemp right now? So I think this is this would be a fun time for us, Coach, to go back into into history just a little bit. And okay, you know, I, sure. I was talking about how water was such a, a dominant driver for the early agricultural part of our community. And in those early days, the leading crops were potatoes and sugar beets. Because of Greeley's positioning as being a, a, a bit of an urban center, even back in those olden times. Greeley became a hub for processing, and Greeley was well known as being one of the preeminent leaders in uh, sugar beet processing. And we had a, a couple of iterations of a company. Its most recent iteration was called the uh, Western Sugar Company, where sugar beets were, were processed here in Greeley. Since those early crop successes in potatoes and, and sugar beets, and there were other vegetables that have been grown over the years, carrots, onions, sweet corn, broccoli, cabbage, and we still have vestiges of all of those crops that are still being planted every year. And I would okay. say that that original era of agriculture was heavy on plants and light on livestock. That changed about 60 years ago when livestock came online and today, to your, to your point about, or your question about what's our dominant agricultural crop, our dominant agricultural crop is livestock today. Okay. So I'm okay. talking about cattle, sheep, and lambs. We have a, a vast array of dairy farms. And I'll give some examples on some of the processing elements that go to each of those uh, products. Much like we had the sugar beet factory for many years, now we have name brand processing companies representing those other um, areas of, of ag. And today, the livestock part of our economy is about 82% of our ag economy. 
what does that mean? It means that we still have grains that are being grown. We have corn, we have wheat, we have alfalfa, hay. As I said before, we have vestiges of these other vegetables that are still being grown today. But we view hemp as being just a natural fit to the agricultural heritage of our, of our community, not just Greeley and the vibe that Greeley has and the role Greeley plays, but this larger Weld County and these other rural counties that um, would look to Greeley as a place to be processing their crops. We really view hemp as just a logical extension of our agricultural legacy, and we see there being a lot of upside potential um, in combination with our livestock and our other crops that we've grown. So since we're here talking about hemp, how did the city itself start really getting involved with industrial hemp? So this is a kind of a fun personal story that I like to share with people. Sure. I, I told you I arrived in Colorado about 17 years ago and spent about seven years doing economic development here for a few different communities uh, in the Denver metro area. And then I left Colorado for several years, and I was in uh, South Dakota for about nine years. And it wasn't until late 2018 that I returned to Colorado. And for the role that I sit in now with the, with the city, I really like this holistic approach to the economy that Greeley has. And when I arrived here, I started my new position right after Thanksgiving in 2018. Well, all of us know, those who are familiar with what's gone on in industrial hemp over the last few years, we follow these agricultural bills or the so-called farm bills. Well, it just so happened that in December of 2018, Congress passed the 2018 iteration of the Farm Bill. And here I am in a new setting, understanding a little bit about Greeley's history in, in agriculture and watching very closely what's going on in Congress with the passage of the Farm Bill. And I just sort of had this light come on in my head at the end of last year, and I just got to thinking, holy buckets, we are sitting on quite an opportunity if we choose to be proactive about this. And that's exactly the approach I've had ever since that time. And I'm learning everything I can about not only the history of hemp and why it was essentially demonized for so many decades, and now it being brought into the light and it being removed from the class one uh, list per the farm bill, I, I, just, I was just putting my economic development thinking cap on and realizing Greeley is perfectly positioned to capitalize on this, not only because of the agricultural legacy that, that we've talked about here today, but in terms of economic uh, promise. This crop has a lot of promise for us, and it just naturally fits our DNA. That's what we've always been about is, is agriculture and supporting those aspects of our economy. And yet there's this novelty and excitement because something that's been essentially hit under a bushel for many decades is now in the light of day and it's now legal and we immediately started to strategize what can we do as a, as a city to embrace this new industry uh, to signal to the industry that we think this is a valuable and important uh, plant and there's things that we can do with this plant beyond just what's already happened, but looking at the long-term future of the plant and all the different products that you can get out of it, that Greeley exactly. needs, needs to take some leadership here, and it just makes sense um, for us to do that. 
right after having this revelation that this is a, a really great opportunity for Greeley, I immediately you know, talked to our city manager, Roy Otto. I talked to our city council. And we've had re- we received unanimous support from all of the leadership here at the city, um, including our elected leaders. And we're just delighted to have that level of endorsement because, as we know, that's not always the case as you go across different cities. This is real important that the city council and everybody involved is all for this. This is really great. Why are you doing this? Well, we've we as I said this this past year, we have intersected with so many people who have vast amounts of knowledge more than what what we have here at the city. And we've created a what we feel like is a pretty powerful network of of people with lots of expertise, lots of knowledge in this industry. So I continue to learn. There's new things um, every month that I pick up as to the merits of why hemp and what you can extract from the plant, what you can use the plant for, um, aids in in really humanity and civilization. And so I really have taken a pretty powerful philosophical approach to it as well as an economic one. And the more I learn about what we can derive from this plant – the more convinced I am than ever that this could very well help us in so many aspects of, of human health. And it can help us in sustainable product development. It can help us in a more holistic and natural uh, source of diet and more natural source of uh, and holistic source of medicines. And so it really kind of runs the gamut, Coach, as to where I've been sold on more of a personal and philosophical level in addition to the economic merits of, ha- of supporting an industry like this. Yeah, and in, what I was looking at is, you know, economic health and housing. We're already building some houses out of industrial health. Absolutely. And I, I think we're, it, you know, just to take another step back, just to, to clarify our approach to what can be done with the hemp plant? And we mentioned a little bit earlier that there's a lot of different products that can come out of the plant. Um, right now, in this year, this, the first year of, of legalization under the 2018 Farm Bill, there's been a lot of excitement and enthusiasm about extracting CBD from the plants. And most people you know, in society will have seen or heard of or, or tried or current consumers of, of CBD in its, its many varieties. And that's all good and fine, and we support that. We think that that's exciting and could generate a lot of uh, windfall for folks. But we at the city have been very careful to structure our support for hemp to be even more holistic than just that. And so about yeah. five months ago, we formulated a group called the Colorado Hemp Industries Collaborative, and we've established a social media platform on Meetup. We've got over 130 members of this new group, and we have consistently uh, 50 people showing up at our monthly meetings to collaborate and talk about all of the, the things that can still happen within this industry. And, and it's important that you know and for your, your listeners to understand that there's quite a breadth of players within this industry. Some are bona fide specialists in CBD because they've been working in that space for, for many years, so they understand that to the nth degree. There are others who have a personal passion and interest in developing seed for food. There are others yet who look at the fiber that you can pull out of the hemp plant. And each of these come with slightly different varieties of hemp, as you know. 
But for us, it's important that we structure this in such a way that's inclusive of all of the different things that can happen with hemp and, and that that will have staying power beyond the current year or the current excitement or rush towards CBD because we believe that that market will commoditize like all markets do and that we look at our play in hemp as being much longer term than, than just the CBD. So where do you see yourself, let's say, in a year from now? You set the groundwork. Where do you want to be in a year from now? So we're really excited, Coach, that we've already to date, um, we, we've already seen a pattern of success for Greeley. And let me go back to something we talked about a few minutes ago. When you look okay. at the, the history of, of different crops, like sugar beets, for example, and we had a, for many decades, we had a sugar beet factory here in town. So the, the sugar beets aren't grown in Greeley. The sugar beets are grown out in the, the more rural parts of the county. And then the sugar beets are brought into Greeley and they're, and they're processed and turned into sugar and, and other products. We look at what we've already done just in this beginning stages of the hemp industry as being really a chapter out of that same book. And where the hemp may be grown out in the rural places, we look right. at Greeley as being a processing hub for that plant, no different than we've been a processing hub for other plants in our 100-plus, 150-year history and uh, processing other agricultural products. In, in, Bob has already introduced himself with Hempology and the partners and the network that they're establishing that will have a hub and a presence here in Greeley. Um, I would be remiss if I did not mention another prominent uh, company known as Vantage Hemp. They're in the process of building about 62,000 square feet, and they identified Greeley in, the, in sort of the same light that Bob and, and others have viewed Greeley, which is our receptive and proactive response to industry on this has been so well received by these, these folks who are not getting quite that same reception at all the different doors that they're knocking on. And in fact, we're very proud of these two companies, particularly Hempology and Vantage Hemp, as being anchor tenants of sorts to get the ball rolling and, and they come with their own networks and their own uh, credibility that helps to put Greeley on the, on the map with others who are like-minded. I know that uh, Philip McGreedy is there. He's the economic development manager. Philip, what's your take on all of this? Can you add a little bit more information for our listeners? Yes, I can. Thank you, Coach Freddie. I come from, my, uh, my background is in the economics of innovation. I'm really been working over the years helping communities build um, tech industries of one kind or another and in different parts both in Europe and here in the States for the last um, 18 years. And one of the pieces that I really brought to this is some of those tools in developing innovation industries, tech industries, have fitted in really well with hemp because so much um, in any new industry, for example, take our dot-com industries back in the days of the internet, there was a lot of information gaps about how do you make a successful company? What does this industry even look like? And a thousand different unknowns in how to succeed as a business. Well, applying some of those techniques 
um, related to the economics of innovation has been, funnily enough, very powerful in this hemp space. And that's why we created the Colorado Hemp Industries Collaborative. It is Hello. It's an incubation learning um, network. So it is, it's, it's about trying to bring people together, trying to bring those capabilities together to accelerate our learning and development. And if one thing I've learned in all my years of economic development, you know, you, you might hear that old phrase, follow the money. Well, actually, if you're in economic development, if you follow the knowledge that creates the money, you're actually getting ahead of the curve. And that's, that's exactly what we're attempting to do here, is get ahead of the curve in these different verticals of the hemp industry and to accelerate the growth and success of the companies that come into our orbit, not because we are subject matter experts, but because we are using these approaches to amplify the knowledge that people bring to this ecosystem. Is there anything else that you would like to tell our audience about uh, Greeley? I, I would say networking is one of the key pieces that um, is critical, and we keep trying to join those up so we can empower different sections of business and industry. And so that's why it's pretty exciting to have Bob Mordini here today um, from Hempology so that we can, uh, so you could hear firsthand uh, about the aspect when you're growing this as an entrepreneur. Philip and Benjamin, I want to thank you both for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast. Thanks, Coach. Glad to be here. Thank you. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host. Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.